Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hereabouts, Asian American Midwest Radio. Hereabouts is produced by WFHB and Indiana University's Asian Culture Center. We ask critical questions about identity, culture, community, and shared assumptions. We air every other Wednesday from 5:30 to 6:30 in the evening. My name is Joanna Kong, a sophomore at IU from Taiwan, and I'm majoring in media advertising and a minor in marketing. Today, we're joined by our co-host Ming Wang and my friend Jasmine, who is a sophomore at IU, and will be sharing her Lunar New Year experiences and how it might differ from other countries. Yeah, excited to be here. So, hi, Jasmine. Tell us about yourself. Hi. So, yes, I'm a sophomore at IU. I'm currently studying marketing, psychology, and business analytics. And although I was born in Basel, Kentucky,、um, I grew up in Taiwan, and I spent about six to seven years of my life there. Oh, wow! That's actually kind of similar to my experience as well. Do you want to tell us how you guys usually celebrate Lunar New Year? Because it might differ from, like, families. Absolutely. So, Lunar New Year in Taiwan, when we celebrated, was a super big deal, and it went on for a period of time. So it goes from a few years before Lunar New Year.、Um, everyone in my family, especially the elders, would go to markets to buy some what we call nianhuo. And it's basically like traditional candy, snacks, and dried ingredients for cooking that are specifically for New Year's.、Um, I remember that each year my family would go up to the capital of Taiwan, Taipei, because there's this street with significance. It's called Dihua Street, and this street has like all of the Nianhuo for New Year's, and it's usually extremely crowded and full of people shopping a few weeks before Chinese New Year's to prepare. Yeah, I think I've been there with my parents too. It's like really crazy during the New Year times, and it's just really packed. But it's like so much fun to just walk around. Is there like any symbolic dishes you guys make? Um, yes. So for our family, one of the symbolic dishes turnip cakes. In Chinese, it's called luo bo gao, and Honestly, I really miss that dish. I always eat it when I go back to Taiwan.、Um, it's just a traditional dish from Taiwan that has been passed down、um, from generation to generation. My family has like our secret recipe kind of thing, and my grandma every New Year's would make it from scratch, from like、um, grinding the rice and then grinding the turnip and making into like turnip cake. Would you say that's your favorite food, though, or do you have a favorite? Honestly. For New Year's dish, I have to say that's probably my favorite, like kind of main dish. Okay.、Um, do you guys pan fry it or steam it? Yeah, so we can do it either way. Actually, our family is pretty split on how we like our turkey. <laughs> I like it pan fried, but I know like my grandpa likes it steamed more. So my grandma would actually make two batches.、Um, after she makes the turnip cake, she would pan fry one and then she'd steam the other. That's so cool. I like pan fry actually as well. <laughs> yeah, I would say pan fried too. I'm glad we all agree on this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that's just like really hectic few weeks before Chinese New Year, and then like on actual New Year Eve, um, that's when all the cooking happens. Usually, it's like my mom and my grandma who's in the kitchen, like cooking from morning to night, you know. And um, the kids sometimes would help out as well, but Usually that's the time where all the relatives come back, so、mm-hmm. we tend to like gather outside and play games and talk as well.、Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking that New Lunar New Year is usually the 
only time that I get to um, meet my cousins and relatives like all together because we it's usually like a two-week holiday right yeah one it's two weeks i thought in china was only like one and in the well like in japan and china yeah it's usually just one isn't it i think for my school when i was in taiwan it was for two weeks it might differ a little bit based on area as well I'm not too sure about areas outside of taiwan i know that like um now in the u.s we don't get breaks off for lunar new year at all yeah i actually had a friend in high school she was korean and they also celebrate lunar new year but they only do it for three days so she was pretty shocked that we get a two-week break off from school i mean it was basically our winter break as well so we kind of just had those together do you guys have any like traditions your family do yeah absolutely there's so much so on new year's eve after like everyone does the cooking and all the food around the table what our family does is called wei lu and it's basically where um we all sit around a really big um, circular table and underneath is like a little coal pot i believe in the earlier days the function is like just to keep everyone warm actually yeah. cut that because i'm not too sure about that um, I yeah, I think so, but that's actually so interesting because I've heard that I've seen that in like history textbooks before, but I've never really heard anyone having that coal pot, you know, under the table and actually because I I mean I thought it was just like a term. I don't know. I didn't know it was like an actual thing that people actually put coal under it and calling it weilu. Mm-hmm. Is that like the like kotatsu table? Like the, the like, are you talking about the Japanese one where yeah, they get over they it? Have like not a heater necessarily. And not really, actually. So for us, it was just a big wooden table. It's not like covered by a blanket or anything because uh, okay. I think the or it's because the original meaning is to keep everyone warm, um, especially because there's so many people. Um, but eventually, it kind of grew into kind of like uh to show that the whole family is together, that we're all like gathering together. Um, our coal pot is actually very small. It's not really for functional use. It's more just for um, symbolic meaning. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think kind of mirroring what you guys said, um, my family's a bit like isolated from, because a lot of my grandparents and relatives are still in China, right? And um, so I, yeah, I haven't, really gotten that experience of just having my family all together at any given time except maybe just like at a wedding um so yeah I think your experiences are pretty I guess heartwarming in a way Mm -hmm. I completely understand that because actually now that I'm back in America we don't have a lot of relatives here so actually in New Year's our celebration has kind of died down a little so I also really miss like having Weilu the whole family coming back meeting everyone yeah, now we just kind of do like a simple gesture to show like welcoming the new year. Jasmine, what'd you do uh, this Lunar New Year since it was just a couple weeks ago? You know, this Lunar New Year, I went home. And uh, we Taiwan? had a very, no, no, no. I oh. went back to Maysville, Kentucky. <laughs> right. Where I was born and raised. But yeah, we had a very short celebration. And I think it's because as time goes on and, you know, like kids get older, I get older. 
um, I get a lot busier. So I was only able to spend like one day with my family. And granted, my mom still spent like all the time, like weeks ago, preparing to like make food. But I went back actually on New Year's Eve and just to like eat with my family. We eat like what's called Tuan Yuan Fan. And really, it's just like, meaning that we all eat a meal together as a family. We all gather around the table, um, share like what has been going on in past year, what we're hoping for in the new year. Um, just a chance for everyone to gather together and really just enjoy each other's presence. But I was only able to spend a day there because actually the next day, um, I'm part of Taiwanese Student Association and we hosted a Lunar New Year celebration this year as well. So the next day I had to drive back from Maysville, Kentucky, back to Bloomington and attend the event. It was really nice to know that you guys did the Lunar New Year event because lots of Taiwanese or was it was it just for Taiwanese stu- people? Uh, it was Taiwanese Student Association that hosted the Lunar New Year dinner. Um, but we are open to like anyone who wants to come. We had this um American student who spent a semester exchange in Taiwan and he came and it was super fun like he was so shocked to see like all the decorations we have and all the activities and like how we usually celebrate new year and we try to kind of replicate a simplified version of that here in Bloomington for all the like people who celebrate because I think something that Taiwanese Student Association really try to push is we recognize that a lot of people here are international students or they're traveling far away from home. We want to provide a home for them, especially during such an important event in our culture. So, yeah, yeah, that's actually really nice. I also saw that you guys did like um, red envelopes games or something like that. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. So that's a tradition that I believe like everyone's familiar with. Um, in the past, like in my family, it would be on New Year's Eve where we get all the red envelopes from like relatives and friends and elders. And usually that's the day I'm the most excited for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everyone I meet, I'll say Gongxi Fa Cai. Basically means like wish you the most like prosperity in the coming year. And then they'll say, oh, thank you. And they give you a red packet. And we, Taiwanese Student Association try to try to like recreate this for everyone this like very familiar scene and we prepared like over 60 red envelopes wow yeah we had different red red envelopes as well we had um one dollar envelopes and we gave it out to every member who came and the one dollar is supposed to resemble this chinese proverb that is often mentioned in lunar new year called which means that as the new year come, everything is restart and everything is like, it's like a new beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we passed those red packets out. And then we also hosted little games that you would often see um, during new years. And then we had like basically prize money in the form of red packets. Mm -hmm. Is there like rules to these red envelopes? Because I've heard that you can't put odd numbers was it yeah so within our family there wasn't really like explicit rules but generally people would try not to put odd numbers put even numbers because even numbers are seen as more lucky in our culture and 
um, usually people would tend to give an amount that ends in like six or eight because those numbers represent like luckiness and prosperity. And oftentimes you would see like people put 66 or 88 kind of thing. So yeah, we were talking about like how we actually in Taiwan, you guys celebrate Lunar New Year like for two, 15 days to be exact. Is there like different activities you do every day? Yeah, there is. I don't know to the exact detail, but like I was saying, Chinese New Year Eve is like the day right before. And that's when everyone comes back and we all eat. And then that night, we actually partake in a very special activity called Shou Sui, where like we'll play games, um, like card games for younger generation, mahjong, or maybe poker for older generation, TNTV for the elder. Um, and we all attempt to stay awake as long as we can to make the night long. And it has a symbolic meaning behind it. Even though when I was a kid, I was like super excited about this because it's the one day that I can stay up as late as I want. Yeah, but, I feel you. Mm-hmm. The like good meaning is supposed to be like making a night longer. We're like extending this time we have with our family. Also, just like talking about our hopes for the future coming year and hoping everyone like health and prosperity and luckiness, you know, those like very important values. Uh-huh. Yeah, back in my home, we actually do lottery tickets oh. on that day. Do you guys uh-huh. do that? Sometimes we do. Um, I think I may have been too young, but I always go with like my grandparents to go to the lottery, like the lottery station kind of thing. Yeah. And buy a few just for like good luck. It's just a fun activity. So is it that day that you guys um, hand out red envelopes? Mm-hmm. It's that day. Um, a lot of the important activities that we do and a lot of those with symbolic meaning is on Chinese New Year Eve. Okay. But then on New Year Day, it's like a whole different view. So usually in the morning of New Year Day, you'll be woken up early by the firecrackers. Because um, for me, I live beside a temple. And a lot of people will be going to temples to pray for like the New Year early on. And um, the temples will set out firecrackers because they'll, they're seen as a symbolic way to get rid of the old year, welcome the new year, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to have to wear new clothes that day, right? Yeah, we do that a lot, actually. So this is like the day where you'll see everyone in new clothes um, and your neighbors, friends nearby will come visit you and like wish you a good year. Do you usually celebrate on your dad's side or your mom's side on that day? I usually I there's like a difference. I mean, traditionally, I don't know if it's still going on now. Mm hmm. I think the tradition is to go to your dad's side, but uh, my dad's family lives far away, not in Taiwan. So mm-hmm. we usually go to my mom's side of the family. Uh, yeah, but Joanna, you were talking about like how it's split up on mom's side and dad's side. So could you talk a bit more about like why is that split exists? Yeah, I actually don't really know why it exists, but back in like when I was a kid, we would always go to my dad's side on the first day of new year's but on the second day um i think there's like a a actual term for it but i don't really remember but basically we have to go to your mother's side um of the family and visit them and say your like say your prayers and 
give wishes to them but i don't really know if there's like a a rigid story behind that okay i remember that um i believe the second day might be called hui men um it's a very traditional like old term though um isn't it like where married women will take their kids and husband go back to their like homes i think that might be why um it's usually split between mother's side and father's side because i remember um that day is a day that my grandma would take us all to go to her family her side of the family and we'll visit like relatives we haven't seen in a while Mm -hmm. but during like new lunar new year it's always the time where it's like super busy but at the same time like the stores will never be open during that time because they're all busy celebrating with their family too I think what's a really like peculiar scene in Taiwan is I see like a lot of businesses and government agencies would continue to be closed until like the sixth day of Chinese New Year. Oh, the sixth day. What Mm -hmm. do people do on the sixth day? Honestly, I don't know. But I know that like, like the Lunar New Year celebration continues on until the 15th day. I know that like marks the end of New Year celebrations. And speaking of the 15th day it was yesterday right for this year was it yeah it was it was and it was the lantern festival Mm-hmm. so um on the 15th day like i believe it's called yuan xiao and it's like where people will eat tang yuan and go to see lanterns mm-hmm. yeah so, i remember in taipei um mm-hmm. they have all these like lantern festival basically and like they just artists or whoever honestly can just design these um it could be cartoon shaped or like animal shaped it's the year of the rabbit this year so I'm sure there's a lot of rabbit themed lantern and at that festival this year but um yeah and like just going around those fest like festivals and then going back home to eat Yuan Xiao, which is basically like dumplings, right? Like, <laughs> am I saying that right? We call them Tang Yuan, but they have a lot of names. I'm sure dumplings is one of them. I know there's like Yuan Xiao and um, Tang Yuan, right? Are they the same thing? I think Yuan Xiao is like what you call the holiday. Tang Yuan is like the little rice balls you eat, but. For our family, um, there's very many names for it because you can eat these like little rice balls, sweet or savory. So I always see different names for them. Do you like the sweet version or the savory version? I like the sweet version. I like the ones with like red bean fillings. Oh, really? I like the ones with um, sesame. Do you have a favorite, Ming? (laughs) Um, I'm sweet too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but speaking of like how that's the last day, but it actually lasts for 15 days, Japan actually only like Japan also celebrates it, but they don't do it for like the whole 15 days. And they actually still have their stores open throughout the Lunar New Year celebration. So I found that like really interesting because like, what if people need to like go to stores? Because like, it's so busy during that time. <laughs> well, I, I get kind of what you're saying, but 
Um, there are still stores that would be open because uh, I have some pretty good friends in China and uh, like they're still able to go get, grab snacks and there's still some restaurants that are open. So I don't think it's like a complete ban on business. I don't think it's like a hard ban. It's more of like an option, I would say, or more like a yeah. tradition. It's just to give people time to like go back to see their families and celebrate. Mm hmm. But I think what you mentioned about Japan is so cool. Do you know, like, what else they do differently? Like, for example, for Chinese New Year, we put up a lot of, like, red items. And, like, on a 15th day, we put up all the lanterns. Do you know what Japan does? Well, I actually saw this on, like, the couple days when it was, um, like, Lunar New Year. Uh, they actually put up, like, a lot of bamboo-themed decorations in front of their stores or your home um like symbolizing a welcome to god and bringing fortune and luck to their home and stores i think they also do that in china right like the bamboo decorations um i'm not too familiar with it because i don't go back to china that much um just to visit my grandparents but that doesn't seem too off yeah did you celebrate lunar new year this year uh not too much like well, my parents, they're in the U.S. with me. And um, yeah, I went back to visit them. They're not very far away, but yeah, spent the time with them. Usually, like growing up, that wasn't so much the case um, because they're always busy. And we didn't really do that much for Lunar New Year's, except maybe uh, eat some, you know, being like the mooncakes or uh, stuff like that. Wait, Joanna, did you tell us what you did for Lunar Years? Um, well, for this year, I didn't really celebrate with my family since they're all back in Taiwan. But the church that I go to, they hosted like a dumpling making event kind of thing. So I went to church with them and they just had all the ingredients you need. Because I think dumplings is also like a symbolic food we eat back in Taiwan during Lunar New Year's like yeah. I think it has something to do with like like also fortune right was it doesn't it look like the money that like the old in, in ancient times oh yeah maybe like the like, the, like kind of crescent kind of looking things uh -huh. and I remember yeah. they when I was a kid my grandparents would put like a dollar or a coin or whatever in these dumplings and um, we would have like a little game to see who got the uh, the dumpling with the coin in it. So that was really fun. <laughs> do you guys do that? I've I, I feel, I've not ever seen or experienced it, but that sounds vaguely familiar. Putting coins and dumplings. Yeah. Do you guys used to do that back home? Yeah, we used to do that. Our family also used to put coins and dumplings, and like the person who like gets the coin is supposed to be like the lucky one and it's something that like we fight over it's like a small friendly competition kind of thing yeah that was really fun because like it's not really about the money it's just like family being together because for me it was once in a year to reunite with all these family members and relatives because we don't live too far but it's like a six hour drive back to my grandparents so it was just a really nice way and time to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. I completely get that. Um, 
it was always exciting to see all the relatives I haven't seen in years come back. But something that I wish I could do more as I continue to extend that tradition that my family passed down because I feel like a lot of celebrations has like been reduced or died down more recently due to like you know everyone being more busy I know a lot of people like now buy the like Nianhuo the new year like foods instead of making it at home homemade. Oh yeah I think that's kind of what been happening in my family as well because my grandparents and my mom and sometimes the kids too would help make the food but then now we just go out to a restaurant Mm -hmm. I mean it's still nice that you get to spend time but I do miss the time and the atmosphere in the kitchen when everyone's like so busy Mm -hmm. yeah so Jasmine do you know like what the Taiwanese like origin of the new new year is i've heard of it when i was younger like because i was always curious why we have to put up like you know like red paper give up give out like red envelopes and wear red that's a tradition but yeah my grandparents told me like uh really this is like probably fantasy but apparently a really really long time ago there was this monster called nian which is like a monster called year and they're like living in the oceans all their life until every year on lunar new year eve and then on lunar new year eve they like climb out and after having been starved for a whole year they start eating people and attacking people and this went on for years and every time it's like lunar new year people would have to like get all their relatives and then run like run away from the monster until like someone discovered that this monster was like afraid of red like anything red and anything loud oh yeah so so then like people started um putting red paper on their door um usually now we like write calligraphy on it like using chinese calligraphy would write something about like prosperity um something poetic but yeah i think the Origin was just putting up red things, wearing red clothes. And then that's why we um, light firecrackers on like New Year Day to like scare away the monster. But I just thought that was really interesting when I was younger and it stuck with me. That is. And I also heard that for like the red envelopes, they used to just put like coins in these envelopes and these like to um, for the kids and to uh, make the kids like stay awake during the night so the monster don't like get them or something like that and um these kids would have these envelopes with coins and it would make like sounds and that would also scare the monster away i don't know i've heard something like that before i've heard so many versions that's definitely i believe that's definitely one of them but i think it's interesting how that like developed into a tradition that's now passed down generation to generation yeah like saying that it makes a lot more sense like why we have the firecrackers what about traveling like since the whole thing about like going between families right yeah so i usually go to my dad's side on chinese new year and since everyone's going back home it's really busy like the traffic and it usually takes us about six hours to reach my dad's side of the family but with all the traffic it takes us like eight hours to actually reach their place 
but I know that if you're so like we're we're from Taipei and going to like the southern area has more traffic but um yeah how about you Jasmine do you guys like travel a lot during Chinese New Year yeah so when I live in Taiwan I live in Taichung and the traffic is always like kind of heavy during that time um and we would often drive to a relative's house that maybe lives a bit further away so they didn't get to come over for New Year's um and we'd visit them we would say like wishing them wealth in the coming new year and then they give out red packets and a lot of times they would like have a feast ready for us and then invite us in so during new years I always like gain a lot of weight because I'm going from um house to house and just like wishing them new year and then um, being invited to eat that's so much fun though thank you for sharing your experience with us and it was really interesting knowing how your family celebrates it and it's like very different to mine and Ming's. But um, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Hereabouts Asian American Midwest Radio. Hereabouts is produced by WFHB Community Radio and Indiana University's Asian Culture Center. We ask critical questions about identity, culture, community, and shared assumptions. We are every other Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 in the evening. Please stay tuned for our episodes in the future. This is Joanna Kong, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode.